I wouldn't say the game was that good. I did cause a riot because I did get brought down by uh, a Melbourne Croatian player <laughs> and uh, and someone from the crowd wasn't too happy and jumped the fence. But uh, it, it is true. I, I After that, I went to the Institute of Sport for eight months. And um, from there, a player who I played with at Adelaide City, who was uh, a Serbian player, um, knew an agent over in in uh, Belgium and uh, decided to get me some trials over there. So I ended up going over. So it was actually quite sophisticated. It wasn't your dad who knew uh, <laughs> someone that owned a football club over there in Europe and said, uh, we like the look of your son. Would you like to meet my son? I'll give you some <laughs> tiles maybe, um, you know, that sort of thing. So it was more sophisticated. It was a real agent. Yeah, it was a real agent, <laughs> if uh, any of them are real. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it was. and nah. My dad, he actually stayed out of most of those things. He, he did come over to see that I was all all right in the trial, <laughs> and hated Belgium, uh, said it's up to you because I wouldn't be able to live here and um, gave me his blessing and uh, I ended up going over and uh, playing there for two and a half years. Now, John, there's always the talk now in the A-League with players, either how long do they stay in the competition or how long do they take? You had one game and then you spent some time at the AIS. Was there ever a thought that you'd stay back and play in Australia for a little bit longer or was it off to overseas? It was different back then. It was um, amateur football uh, now we've got an A-League that's professional I think we've got uh, the coaches uh, are a lot better at the moment uh, here in Australia I think that we're, we've got some good foreign coaches and then good young coaches coming through um, back then everyone worked so it, uh, it was an opportunity for me to go play professional football and uh, I thought it was the, the right time everyone can think uh, differently Mark Baduke ended up playing a couple of years here uh, Craig Moore ended up going straight from the Institute of Sport. Josip Skoko virtually straight over to everyone had their different opinions about it and you just did what you thought was right. Now, John, uh, you were obviously a, a sublimely talented 15-year-old to get firstly a you know a, an, an NSL game with a very good Adelaide City side at the time. But you went over as an 18-year-old overseas and you came back 15 years later. Of course, you popped in for holidays here and there. But 15 <laughs> years later, you came back, wife and kids in tow. Obviously, your family wished you all the best over there with your career, but they would have missed you and you would have missed your friends. Is that a bit of a downside? Did that ever get to you in the 15 years you were over there? I wish I was 18. I was only 16. And that was probably the hardest time the first two years because I was um, homesick, uh, living in Belgium when it was uh, minus seven, minus eight degrees, playing on ice fields. I didn't know what hit me, uh, having to cook for myself. Uh, I'd, I'd lived in a household where my mum absolutely did everything for me. So I did struggle at first, but after once I got settled, you know, I enjoyed the football that much. And uh, you know, ended up getting married, having kids. I loved Europe and I loved the style of uh, the way that people live, the the, the football. And, um, you know, I was glad to come home, but I did have a great time over there. But we've spoken to many Socceroos, uh, legendary Socceroos, Robbie Slater, Paul Ocon, uh, Eddie Krinchevich over the years, Frank Farina. And all of them said when they first went there, uh, it's a dream come true going over. But the reality is you're competing for the spots for other other players in that side and you don't get looked after by these players. In fact, you don't get much help at all. Did you experience that too? Yeah, I did. Um, especially uh, when I first went to Standard Liège because they were French speaking and um, at first I didn't speak, I didn't think that anyone spoke English but then I found out uh, after a few months that they, they could speak a little bit of English but I didn't get any help and all they wanted to do was uh, play uh, in front of you and so they made it hard life hard for you and as a foreigner you had to be better than what the local players were mm. 
Now, John, we love people from Adelaide, but you couldn't have missed the beaches or the water. Was it Mum's Vegemite or was it the pasta? <laughs> what are the things that you miss when you go overseas as an Australian person at the age of 16 that you that you really crave for and really want to come back for? Yeah, obviously my mum's cooking, that, that was for sure. <laughs> and uh, just the family, I, I missed my family and friends. You know, I uh, I had a, a close-knit family when we were growing up and, uh, you know, uh, everyone knows about my brother. We used to play uh, all the time in the backyard, back, backyard, not only uh, football, but cricket, tennis, table tennis, whatever we could find. And, and I didn't have that support over there. So I didn't have any friends, no family, and that, that was tough. And I did miss, miss, funny enough, not Vegemite, but I did miss the pies and pasties. <laughs> <laughs> and the pea floaters as well. Yeah, they're nice out in Adelaide. Now, who would have thought that, you know, after a career that uh, – you, you were the only Australian that scored in the three major leagues. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here. That's never going to happen again in the history of Australian football. No, that's a big call. I think that <laughs> I think it will happen again. It, it look, it, it's not um, the, the be all and end all. I think that uh, anyone that uh, is lucky enough to play in any of those leagues is uh, should be happy because those three leagues are considered the best in the world. And um, at the moment, I think the Spanish and uh, the, the Premier League are the best. And and it's good to see that uh, Australians are still doing well in the Premier League. But I'm not sure. I think you're selling yourself a bit yeah. short here, John, because I'm not sure whether uh, how planned your career path was, but you played and scored in Italy, you played and scored in Spain in a top level, and you paid, played and scored in, uh, in England. And not only do you have to be able to score goals at that level, but you need to be able to play and get jobs in those countries. I don't believe that we'll ever see that uh, again from an Australian point of view because you need a damn good agent, number one, and secondly, I think uh, you don't get many of the top-line players around the world playing in those three leagues. No, it, it was tough because uh, the three leagues were different in style, so you have to adapt to the style uh, that you're going to. And, um, you know, I, it wasn't planned. It was planned as a kid that I was going to play in Italy because that was a dream watching uh, Serie A every uh, Sunday morning. But um, then to move on to the Premier League, which uh, everyone rem- remembers the FA Cup when you were growing up and uh, watching that uh, once a year. And so that was uh, also uh, a dream of mine. And I, I couldn't believe when we did finally get to play in the FA Cup game, the, you know, I didn't realise the experience were what it would be like. But uh, they, they really do take the FA Cup serious over in England. And, and then Spain was just a, a thing that uh, come up. Um, you know, I, uh, my, I was relegated with Coventry and uh, I didn't really want to play championship football and uh, and Osasuna came up they they'd seen some uh, the footage of me playing in England and also playing for the Socceroos and uh, so they picked me up and uh, that was probably the the best experience I had in Europe. Now John are you a better player if you go and play in continental Europe in even a weaker competition than you are perhaps going to a a championship league side in, in England and hopefully working your way through there. Is there a pathway that you think can best suit a player to get to the top level in any of those competitions? I think each player is different. Um, you've got the players that got different styles. I, I believe that um, some players might be better suited for a, a first going to a Dutch league or a German league and then and working their way up there. Some, uh, you can see like what Tim Cahill has done and uh, and Lucas Neal, they, they started off in the lower leagues of England. They worked their way up. Um, but I, I think that there's uh, there's players coming through in Australia now that would be uh, suited for the Spanish league because they're, they're very good technically. Um, and I think that, the, you know, I'd like to see more players going over to Spain because I think 
that it's uh, probably the most attractive uh, league to watch because it's just the style of football watching, you know, I know that not everyone can play like Barcelona, but the style they play, I think that's what everyone would like to play like. And I don't know whether the debate about which is the best league really serves any purpose. From your point of view, which league, which competition, which team did you enjoy playing most for? Most for was definitely Osasuna. Um, I, I enjoyed the style of football and uh, the way that uh, they they also lived over there was was great. But um, for a striker that at the time in England was great because uh, it was just end to end and then you get plenty of opportunities. Uh, the Italian league for a striker is pretty tough and uh, it's very defensive. But um, I enjoyed the Spanish uh, league the most. Well, John, as far as the Diego's are concerned, mate, you scored in three of the biggest leagues in the world. You scored the winner that got us to the World Cup for the first time in, in decades. You you know, scored against Melbourne Victory a number of times <laughs> for Sydney and also uh, Melbourne Hart. Uh, you've just been an ornament to the game. Thanks very much for joining us on this soft sombrero moment. Thanks for having me.